Hello again and welcome back for another edition of a Run and Thought Podcast coming to you all the way from on top of a volcano in the middle of the Pacific. I uh, hope everybody's doing well. It's not been that long since the last episode. Um, I did promise that I would try to do another one um, this weekend. Uh, so here I am. Forgive me, or forgive this uh, podcast if you hear any noises in the background. I've got um, the frogs outside. My dog is um, obsessed with licking his dog bed, um, and he's snorting and carrying on. And then uh, my son has been playing Xbox all day long, which is sad, Um, but he is making a little bit of uh, noise too whenever he gets excited when something crazy happens in the game. But anyways, um, despite all that, I'm here. Uh, Today was a rainy day in um, HPP, or Hawaiian Paradise Park. I went for a run this evening, and when I say this evening, I mean Pretty much most of it was in the dark and it was uh, wet, but that was okay. It had been a while since I had actually been out in the rain. Um, It's not been raining that much. I have no idea what my dog's doing. He's sneezing and making all kinds of noise. But uh, anyways, he's fine. He's an old guy. Um, That's just what he does. I'm probably going to have to kick him out, I think, if he makes too much noise. But anyways, uh, so yeah, so this week, not too awful interesting. I only did a couple of runs. I got to um, deviate from my go-to, my standard. Uh, Yesterday, I had to do some things in town, so I decided to go for... A uh, quick run, also mostly in the dark, um, but not in the rain, on um, Bayfront in Hilo, and saw interesting characters. One one interesting thing that happened, I was um, I was running through the parking lot area right across the street from the Kamehameha statue and um, sorry let me look it up just so I can be more clear I have a problem with not being clear especially with uh, directions I am opening maps where was I I was on Bayfront. What is that little place called? So kind of on Bayfront, down Bishop, Bayfront Highway. This, um, this little map is weird. 
Oh. Yeah, I guess that does exist. So I was on Bayfront and I was near Bayfront Park, I guess. Um, and as I'm running through that parking lot, they've got it all um, blocked off now, which I, it looks like they're building, um, they're pouring concrete. So they built some curbs and some sidewalk structure in there, but it looks like um, it may be part of a planned um, path that runs all along the, uh, the coast like up and down Hilo, and I think part of the way is up uh, north, up past town. <sighs> Sorry, I'm, I'm oddly non-specific, but it's been a while since I looked at the plan um, or stumbled upon that plan, uh, but it's online. You can, you can Google it. It's a proposed path for, um, I guess, all of the uh, shoreline in Hilo. I'm sorry, I'm distracted. I'm multitasking right now. My dog has come over because he hears me talking and he wants attention. So I'm kind of half petting him and half paying attention to to this map and what I'm saying right now. So um, forgive me. My my brain is relatively low wattage, so multitasking sometimes is difficult for me but anyways uh okay so yeah i'm running <laughs> along a kind of a long bayfront through the parking lot where bayfront park is and it's all closed off so really and truly there's no vehicular traffic um going through and it looks you know more or less like they they don't care if people are there but it's not nothing there's nothing to do there you can't go rowing it didn't look like or or anything else so i'm just running through the parking lot because that's where i always run just right along the um the coastline but um there's a lady that is standing on in the kind of like the median if you've ever been to bayfront park and you've been along this um this little highway i guess if you want to call it um there's kind of a little median in the middle and this lady's standing uh, on that and then as i am running past her i'm not even past her yet she's facing the other way and she's standing how do i describe the way that she's standing she's standing like kind of similar to captain morgan with um one leg kind of you know up uh, like Captain Morgan. Go Google Captain Morgan if you don't know what he looks like. Um, but yeah, she's standing like that with her hand, with one hand on her hip, and she's facing the opposite direction of me. And as I get um, up close behind her, um, I'm, you know, at least six or ten feet away from her for sure. Um, but I'm, I'm running up behind her, and she says, uh, uh, what did she say? She says, uh, I'll, something, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but she says something like, I'll get, I don't, I'm not going to have your money later. You get your money now or, or something like that. <laughs> and I didn't really, I figured she was on the phone or she could have been, um, talking to herself. Uh, cause that happens sometimes. 
but yeah so i didn't think anything of it and then as i get closer to the end of bayfront highway or bishop whatever um there's another lady that i've seen many times on a skateboard i always thought she was cool because she's always every time you see her she's got a longboard and uh She's out skating around, but um, as I get closer to her, she asked me, hey, hey, man, um, and I kind of like waved, and she's like, did you, uh, and again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, this was yesterday, I have no idea what exactly was said, but she says uh, something to the effect of, uh, hey, man, did you hear what she said? <laughs> and I just kind of shook my head very exaggerated no um and it didn't really like say anything just shook my head you know no didn't didn't hear um wasn't paying attention and i just kind of like uh ran off and seemed kind of rude i didn't want to be rude uh, but as i was leaving i guess the the area like that girl started cussing to herself and I don't remember what she was saying, but it was, um, it was indicative of, of someone who maybe is having some troubles or maybe is doing some substances or, um, yeah, not judging. Just, I didn't need to be in that, that area at that time. So I took off, but yeah, um, Nothing against those two ladies. I'm sure they're not um, listening, but yeah, that was my fun time in uh, Bayfront Park yesterday. And nothing really uh, more, nothing really eventful after that or before that. I cut my run short so I could get back to the rental car um, because I had left it uh, close to Hilo Bay Cafe. And I don't, ever since my truck got shot up and, and stuff, I, even though I don't think that that would happen, um, y you know, um, where it was parked near the park and gardens, um, still I'm a little bit, you know, I have reservations about leaving vehicles anywhere and I guess the thing with the the rental is that if you don't take their insurance the the extra whatever $21 a day it's it's a rip off but if you don't take their insurance then um they charge you not only for the repair to the vehicle but they also charge you for um loss of use and uh so i don't need to be racking up those charges and getting my stuff stolen again but um just i guess pro tip or um, paranoid tip what i've been doing is i just now i um i still roll the windows up and lock the doors but um I just leave the glove box open and the center console open with absolutely nothing in them um, and hope that that is a deterrent if there's nothing in the, the vehicle, but 
but yeah so anyways so that kind of reminded me um talking about the rental car reminded me of my truck and so i knew this was going to happen and i'm still not going to name the the name of the uh the body shop that's working on it because i'm i'm gonna wait and see you know if the how good of a job they do with repair and everything but um I was supposed to pick my truck up on Monday. They texted me yesterday. They have this automated text system and they they texted me to let me know that um, I could pick my truck up on, uh, tentatively, um, I could pick my truck up on next Friday, right? So I was supposed to be able to pick it up on Monday, right? So a couple days away, or actually, yeah, two days from now. Now they've changed it to basically another a week. And so I knew that would happen um, before I even took the, the truck in to get it fixed. They called me like two or three times, wanted me to come uh, bring my truck in so that they could um, store it in their, I guess, facility. And they they kept saying that my broken window was a safety concern, which I guess it it would be if it were lightning outside. But I drive with my windows down all the time. I've never had like a concern for my safety driving with the the windows down. Um, so having one shot out and the other rolled down is just like having both windows rolled down. Anyways, I didn't really see how that was a safety issue maybe they just meant for safety inspection purposes it's not it's not good to drive um the truck the way it is but whatever they kept calling and wanted me to to bring it in and leave it with them and i kept asking them well do you have the parts to fix it and they they didn't um and so that happened two weeks Two weeks they just kept calling me for two weeks and they didn't even have the parts to to fix my truck but wanted me to bring it there and leave it and rent a car i'm like rental, rental cars cost money um my truck you know it costs money but i'm paying for it anyway i'll just let it sit in my driveway um so i guess they got clever and it's my fault because i forgot to ask them this last time but they said that I could drop my truck off for repairs and so I, I assumed that they had all the parts ordered because it had been uh, two weeks and I figured everything had come in and they had given me a, a due date uh, for pickup and they actually originally I've got the message uh, where they said bring it in on the second and then pick it up on the fifth and so when I actually went there, they told me I would be ready on the 9th, right? So they already changed the date once. Um, and they didn't really have a reason. You know how it is. There's multiple employees. And so um, one person says one thing, another person looks at um, a computer, and then that's all they can go off of is whatever's entered in the computer. So the day already changed once. Um, I was like, whatever. But then 
now it's changed again and I can I can live with it I think as long as it is actually done um, on Friday but yeah if they extend it out again I'll I will take issue with that but I guess there's really not much that I can do the bank still technically owns the truck and so um, they have the final say so so who am I why am I complaining I don't know you don't care but I was just updating everyone because I said I would on my truck so woohoo there you go um, I got a Nissan Altima for a rental car it's awesome I don't know what year it is but it's pretty loaded it's got the leather seats and um, sunroof all kinds of other little features power everything um, it's even got a heated steering wheel I don't there's not many places that you would need that on uh, the big island but if you do then it's got that in there I don't love driving cars because they sit so low and I just feel like um, I'm uh, I'm less safe I guess than if I was in my truck but that may just be uh, unfounded and paranoia but anyway so so yeah that's enough on all the the rental stuff no one cares um i did i quit social media i don't i think i told well i kind of quit social media um i've mentioned it a, a million billion times that everybody should get off of social media so the ones that i quit um, and I did the, the full, you know, drop, not the, um, the temporary thing where, uh, Facebook and Instagram, I just got totally off of them because, um, Facebook I hadn't used in several years. And, um, my understanding was it had just become untenable. Um, uh, so I didn't want to be on it anyways. I don't really care about long-form discussions and arguments. And um, if you've ever seen the uh, documentary on Netflix, uh, now I forgot what it's called. Dang it! Um, I'll think of it. As a social dilemma. Yeah. Or uh, read anything by Jaron Lanier. 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 I think. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but anyways, if you if you read anything by him, he he has he was actually in the social dilemma as well but he has some interesting information on social media and the algorithms and how they manipulate uh people and so it's it's a losing game um there's nothing good on there there's interesting stuff but um there's a price for for everything i guess the most poignant statement was uh, if you don't, if you don't, what was it? If you're getting something for free, then you're the product, right? And so how your data is, um, is used and then how you are manipulated, those are kind of like the, I guess, the price of using these platforms but anyways um 
so I'm off of those. I have discovered Reddit. I knew it existed, but I never used it before. I like it okay. I'm not like super heavy into it, but there's enough, you know, funny and interesting stuff on there to kind of um, to keep me coming back and looking just just a little bit. But I'm not like a hardcore redditor. But I did put um, a link to the podcast on Reddit, um, and I've used it previously to conduct research or, or try to find um, participants for some of my um, user experience research. So I put the podcast link up on a couple of um, Hawaii subreddits. And then I got, you know, several people that I guess, quote unquote, converted and um, downloaded some episodes. So that's good. Um, thank you to those people and thank you actually to everybody that's that's listening um to me complain about uh, body work and uh my and praise my rental car um so yeah that was that was good i had posted on instagram a lot you know when my my stuff would come out my podcast would come out but um I don't know if anybody ever actually looked from from Instagram. It's just there's just too much stuff on Instagram. It's just so much, and then I don't ever know how those um, algorithms work. Like my friends may not actually even see anything that I ever post because there's way more um, salacious and exciting things that already exist on Instagram, and and so. Anyways, that's not why I I quit. Um, it wasn't that. I'm not uh, trying to use social media as a, like a crazy push marketing uh, campaign. I am just uh, I just want to let people know, you know, especially if it if they're in Hawaii, maybe they might have something to they might like what they hear or. or um, might want to be a guest or might want to comment or or something make it a little more interactive but whatever Um, now i'm getting boring uh again i was already boring but now i'm getting more more boring uh so getting back to the the run along uh bayfront yesterday it was kind of sad because uh it seems like more and more there's cars that are parked uh, pretty frequently and and by that I mean every day um, in spots along Bayfront and then also um, other places too we'll just say other places too um, and the implication is that, you know that folks are living in their cars and so my heart goes out to all those people that are in that situation that don't want to be I know there's believe it or not there's people that are perfectly fine with that that's what they would rather do I know that sounds really naive um but it it's actually a thing like you can you can look this up there's folks that that are homeless on uh big island that 
just that's what they want to do and so i'm not trying to like wax uh political or or be um you know whatever uh what's the word this isn't for shock value i'm just i'm just saying like there's people that prefer that for for whatever reason but i can sort of kind of tell that a lot of the folks that are there now are in like a, a bad situation a bad part of their life i guess and they're just making good um making the most out of it and um pressing on so like good luck to to all of them and um you know i i hate to see that so many people in that situation i hope that um you know i'm not silly i i don't think that the year changing um alone is going to you know just suddenly signal um a, a change in everything like covid's gonna go away and you know people will all get jobs again or but you know certainly i you know i hope for as close to that as possible for 2021 i hope that'll be a lot better in the meantime you know to everybody that's out there struggling um just keep on uh pressing on and whatever the situation is now it's not really it's not really um so if you're in a, a bad situation right now it's not indicative of the, the type of person that you are um, now it may not even be indicative of the types of choices that you've made um, it may just be that life is kind of rough right now because it is kind of rough right now and um, you know just know that bad situations do not uh, last forever and so just keep that in mind keep pressing forward and do the best that you can um yeah that's uh that's all i know to say on on that and so hang in there um that is kind of depressing but you know it is what it is but that's so i see a lot of posts on reddit that are asking about travel to hawaii and i always kind of like let people know like not in a, a crappy way but just maybe like right now may not be the the best time to come for a visit because it is still kind of raw um, it's not horrible to visit now by by any means but there's still you know you can do plenty um outside but still things aren't the same as they were um, a year ago and so for tourism and kind of you know like f good vibes mm, not not so much right now it's not like the dreamscape you know vacation land that people remember or think about um it's real a lot of people are you know worse off than than they were a year ago so i mean definitely come if you want to kind of like rough it and um 
do a lot of things outdoors and away from other people. If that's your thing, then definitely you would love it right now. But if you want to, you know, get a rental car and then go do a bunch of um, uh, like local favorites, uh, do a lot of activities around other people, um, go to the beach a bunch, um, maybe not a great idea. At one point in time, I don't know if this is still the the way things are, but at one point in time, like to, to rent a car, I think you had to quarantine. You had to complete the quarantine or I think you had to come in with your 72 hour prior COVID test and then take another COVID test at the airport here. Now I'm just getting into things I don't really know what I'm talking about. But yeah, there was some kind of thing where, you know, if you were not able to get your electronic results for like the Hawaii portion of the COVID testing, like the one you get on arrival, like you couldn't rent a car that day. And so that would just be horrible if you're vacationing here and then you had to get Uber for the whole time that you were here. Um, terrible for a couple reasons. The first, because it would be very cost prohibitive versus, you know, just renting a car. But then uh, secondly, there's not that many people that are driving Uber here. Um, or at least there aren't last time I checked. And I don't know the the reason for everybody, but I would assume it's because there's really not that much money in it right now. There's not that much uh, patronage. So, yeah. Anyways, I don't know why I, I got off on that tangent. Just, you know, come here if you want to or, you know, wait if you if you want to. I think if it were up to me, like just knowing what I know now, I would, I would wait until later, at least, you know, June or July of next year and see, see how it's going. But, uh, but yeah, just ignore me. I don't know what I'm talking about, but, uh, yeah. So the run yesterday and then the run today. I'm trying to think anything cool today. I saw a boar. It was, um, I just saw like kind of the tail end. It kind of slipped off into a um, Hawaiian burial grounds that's uh, on the side of the uh, beach road. So I didn't, I didn't want to really see it up close, but I didn't get to see it uh, up close. It kind of snuck off before I could get up to where it was um and yeah i think other than that i was you know i was running in the dark and i was running in the rain so that was kind of cool i guess just switch it up for a change i've been running in the hot hot heat um because it's not been raining that much so it was a good little change but anyways uh yeah so the reason that i mentioned reddit and I got sidetracked on social media um, was because one of the good things that came out of Reddit is that um, 
it's an easy place for people to post questions or um, have dialogue. And so I was reading on the post that I made and one person, I won't say several people, I'll say one person uh, left comments and kind of didn't really pose the question, but kind of um, mentioned about running in the humidity and not maybe not being as acclimatized as they would like to be and what i got from that was hey how about share some tips for running in the heat and humidity and so i've been doing a little thinking and trying not to hurt myself um, some things that you can do to kind of survive the heat and humidity in hawaii um, if you are a pretty frequent runner, or if you're an ultra runner, you probably are used to heat and you probably just deal with it and kind of know sort of, um, instinctively how to, how to manage it and, um, push through it. But this is kind of for those people that don't have a lot of experience with it and sometimes i take it for granted that um, everybody hasn't uh, had a lot of exposure to running long distances or running in um, sort of adverse conditions um, and so sometimes even the simple things like right now i'm wearing a pair of shorts that i got when I first started back running and these are just a pair of shorts that I bought from um, like a, some sports chain sports store chain and I, I'm not saying the name because I don't I actually don't remember what it's called but uh, it's just like their house brand of shorts and so I, I bought these shorts and I bought a singlet um, because back at that in that time I was wearing a, a shirt when I ran because I was living in the civilized mainland and just didn't feel comfortable running with, with no shirt on. But here it's a little bit, it's way more tolerated. Like I see people, you know, going into the store with no shirt on and like driving around, no shirt on. Everybody going to the beach all the time. Um, so anyways, I... I digress uh, so I, the point being like these shorts I now don't wear them running because I learned that they're horrible for running they're, they chafe me horribly uh, when I run and they're cut um, usually I like to wear like a five inch end seam I know that seems pretty short but um, that's one of the ways of dealing with the heat and humidity. I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. But, but yeah, these shorts are a little longer than that. They have um, pockets, which I usually, I mean, like not the kind that are up along the waistband, but the kind that are like actual pockets. Like you can put your whole hand in, in these pockets. And so, you know, stuff can easily fall out of these pockets. They're, they're more like a casual short made out of uh 
and athletic sort of material. Uh, but I got them when I just didn't really know a lot about, uh, you know, what to get or whatever. And so I see, I saw a lady yesterday running along um, Beach Road and it was hot out. I mean, it wasn't super hot, but it was still hot. It was the evening. Um, so this wouldn't have been yesterday. This was maybe the day before. Um, am I getting my days mixed up? Yeah, I think this was the day before. I ended up behind this lady that was running in the heat with like long, um, they were athletic tights, but they were long tights. And so I don't wear tights maybe they are cool depending on the fabric i'm sure that there's some um some nice ones out there like uh, lululemon or uh, something else that have like advanced fabrics that like wick moisture and keep you cool and all but to me it just seemed counterintuitive um and i i could be wrong uh i could be mistaken but to me in general uh, when I'm running in the heat, I like to have a short, um, not pants, shorts with uh, a five inch inseam and no more. I have run with less than that. Uh, I don't prefer less than that. Five inch seems to be pretty good. It's enough to keep um, to keep cool and it also even if it gets bogged out with sweat it's not going to weigh as much as shorts that are like a 7 inch inseam or whatever it's not going to, they don't um, kind of like not tangle but stick to your leg as much um, and so that's one of the ways that I deal with the, the heat is wear shorts with a five inch inseam. Um, other ways that I deal with it, I don't wear a shirt hardly ever um, when I'm running. Unless I'm going to be wearing a pack and going long distance in the sun. Uh, like long distance, not six miles, but like if I'm going to take a whole day or a half a day and I'm just gonna you know hoof it somewhere I will wear a shirt just because um, it'll protect the shoulders uh, from the Sun and so some places you'll go like especially in Kona and in Volcanoes National Park uh, in the desert area you can burn in so short of a time, like 30 minutes, you can be super burned. An hour, you can have second degree burns if you're not careful. Um, and so I usually will just wear, you know, a short sleeve shirt. Um, the ones that I've got, I've got a couple of them, like four of them. Uh, and I got them from Hawaii Running Lab. 
they're just a new balance some kind of uh, breathable wicking like polyester sort of material um, but they're pretty soft and not chafing um, well as not chafing as they possibly can be they're totally white and so <laughs> like the color of them is white and they've got the um the big orange logo on the the front and the back but um i've worn them so many times and they've gotten so dirty there's just no way to to clean them and that kind of like adds to the the character i guess i i like to wear those if i'm going for a long distance but um just regular day to day i don't even wear a shirt because it's just more to wash frankly um and plus it's hot you're just you're getting you're holding in all your heat plus you are um getting heavier like you're just holding the the sweat in the sh shirt and uh that's no fun if you are not a guy and you can't go shirtless i i don't know what to what to tell you really i i guess like wear something like a sports bra i don't know if you can if you can do that if you feel comfortable with that that's what i would do i, I guess if if they told me that i had to wear something then that's what i would do i have gone um for long runs if i know i'm gonna be like in a covered area like a forest or a little piece of jungle then I'll have um, plenty of shade. I will just wear um, my vest, my hydration vest with uh, no shirt. I don't know. This seems like I've been talking about no shirt for a long time, but I mean, I think everybody gets the, the point with that. So shortish shorts, you don't have to wear like too short. Um, if you've got my body type which is you know weird uh <laughs> the short 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 shorts uh maybe don't look that great either um for everybody else um if you're going to be out in the middle of the, the woods or somewhere away from other people then and you've got a weird body like me uh, then i guess go for it but um maybe for the the health and safety of everybody else five inch inseam that's the that's the move um yeah and as shirtless as possible i'll tell you like fabrics to avoid uh, number one cotton cotton just uh holds moisture and uh it's gonna get heavy and you're gonna want to take it off anyway so cotton for athletic stuff that's that's no no good um you want something that's gonna wick moisture and be breathable especially if you're in hawaii like i'm just saying like if you want to wear a shirt or if you have to wear a shirt definitely get some kind of synthetic that's breathable and uh, wicks moisture and dries quickly um yeah so there's that let's talk about the the elephant in the room chafing one of the things that i will do 
if I know I'm gonna be if I know that I've got a piece of clothing that's burned me in the past um, I will bring back bomb sorry I'm getting distracted my dog is like licking the crap out of his paw I don't understand why there's nothing wrong with his paw he's just he's fixated on licking it and he licks like so loud it's so irritating now he's sleeping so I can I can calm down um I forgot what I was using. oh yeah 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 so bag bomb I just take it with me they sell it in tubes you can get it at um, CVS or Long's Drugs or, or whatever. Pretty much any drugstore will, will have it, but Bag Bomb. And they do sell it in tubes. If you can't find the tubes, then what you can do is usually the drugstore will also sell like a soft um, travel container for like shampoo or whatever, body wash or whatever. I will just um, take the bag bomb from the tin container and just kind of spoon it into one of those soft um, travel containers and just carry that with me it's a little less messy that way um, if you're really smart you'll carry some gloves some nitrile or latex gloves with you and use those to apply the bag bomb but you don't have to do that um plenty of times i just put it on with my bare hands before um, i go but the places that you want to put it sorry i have to be specific um you're gonna if you're a guy you're definitely gonna put it on your junk uh, because sometimes that rubs against the front part of your shorts and if that ever happens to you and and you get chafed on that part it is incredibly painful and such a surprise when um, the water hits it after your activity like you'll feel maybe a little pain and then you'll kind of forget about it and then you'll get into the shower and as soon as that um, water hits it oh my gosh um, so you want to, you want to put stuff there. And then I would say like the inner thighs, like wherever stuff might rub together, um, just put it in there. Don't be, don't be shy. Plenty of times I've just done this, uh, in public. I, you know, of course I have my shorts on and I'm not like, yeah. I'm, I'm being as respectful as possible, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Um, if you're gonna wear a shirt, I would suggest putting some, like anywhere there's gonna be pressure or something moving up and down um, on a body part. So definitely on your nipples, uh, definitely on your shoulders. Like if you're gonna be carrying a pack, you'll wanna put some on there too just to keep everything sort of um i guess like lubricated so that reduce friction a little trick that i have done too like on my pack especially if i'm gonna wear the hydration vest and um i'm not gonna wear a shirt so i've got a solomon um 
Solomon vest, and so it's webbed on the side that touches your skin. And so what I'll do is I'll just take like bag balm and I'll put it on the vest itself so that the bag balm gets in like the little grooves in the webbing and it'll there'll always be plenty um, so it won't rub off like the vest won't rub it off of um, my skin I don't know there's something going out on outside it's a it's another Saturday night in Paradise Park there's like people yelling there's a car honking its horn craziness um yeah so that's another thing um hydration for the heat and humidity what i drink and i've said this before i don't take straight water with me on runs and uh usually i will drink 100% uh, scratch like the whole time that I'm out uh, doing an activity like I've got scratch in my um, my water reservoirs and then I'll even have some before and after I've got um, Nalgene bottles I forget how many ounces those are let me look because I don't want to say the number that I'm thinking and then it turns out that um, I really can't do liquid measurement. Do-do-do, Nalgene. It's not even really that important, but... Yeah, 32 ounce. I was going to say 36 ounce, but I've got a couple of the 32 ounce bottles until I'll drink like half of one of those before an activity and then I'll drink the other half during the activity like I'll pour it out into my um, soft flask and just take it with me like if I'm doing you know my regular six six miles that I do every day or, or mostly every day I have not done what I was supposed to do like the last month um, but yeah so half before half during and then even after i'll i'll drink a little more if i need to um i do uh well that that'll be another tip i'll, I'll give that in a second but yeah so scratch just simply because if you're in an environment that is uh, high humidity high heat you high humidity and high heat so you're going to lose uh, fluid volume because of the the heat. Um, you're also going to lose uh, your salt and sodium. And you're going to lose, not double, but you're going to lose more um, sweat because of the humidity because there's already moisture in the air and it's already hot. So your body has to actually produce even more sweat in order to cool down. Um, yeah, in order to cool down. So you're actually losing more than you regularly would if it were a dry heat. And so with that, you're losing more uh, sodium and uh, potassium and what else 
magnesium. Now I'm just making stuff up. But yeah, so all those um, vital minerals, vital substances, the electrolytes that you need, um, you're losing them. So you need to replace them. So that's why I do um, exclusively scratch. Now, I did an experiment when I was running the um, volcano or the Hilo the volcano um, 20... 2017 2018 I think it was 2018 um, on that one I would do scratch for like five miles and then the next five miles I would do um, Gatorade I know right and so what I found was like I felt better with the scratch than I did with the Gatorade with the Gatorade I, because of the I guess because of the composition. I won't say that it has more sugar or less sugar because I actually don't know. But I know Scratch does have sugar in it. I, I know that Gatorade is a lot of it is um, sugar. I think that it causes a crash more than the Scratch does. And I believe maybe it's the types of sugar that are in the um, Gatorade versus the types of sugar that are in the Scratch. I, th I think, if I'm not mistaken, Scratch uses um, like sugars from fruits, like natural sugars, and Gatorade uses um, good old like table sugar um, fructose. Let's just look it up. Do, do, do. Gatorade ingredients. There are sugar-free versions of Gatorade too, if you want to do that. But so what I noticed, and I was drinking the kind that's just a plain old, you know, Gatorade with with sugar um so what i found was i would definitely crash i felt heavier like my legs felt heavier when i was um when i was having the gatorade when i had the scratch it seemed like um i would bog down for a minute but then all of a sudden i would just feel great and pick back up and then i would be able to carry that pace for um the rest of the the five miles and so I definitely think that Scratch, I prefer it over Gatorade. Now, there may be um, other stuff out there that's actually better than Scratch. And so it may be that for you, Gatorade is better. But I will say um, it's a must to replace electrolytes if you're going to be in a humid, um, hot environment. And so, yeah. That's all I'll say about that. And I didn't, I, I tried to look up the sugar in Gatorade, but again, that's going to take me down a rabbit hole to like actually get to the information that I want because everything's so marketed now. I just want to know how much sugar is in Gatorade. I don't get that. I get results for the new versions of Gatorade with less sugar 
you know, I get everything but what I'm looking for. A bunch of articles on is Gatorade good for you? Um, images of Gatorade sugar. Let's look at this image. Maybe that will help. Okay, so sugar content in a 32 ounce. Is that right? If this infographic is correct, 32 ounce bottle of Gatorade has 13.3 teaspoons of sugar. And so you will actually crash if you have too much sugar. So you'll feel fine for a little while and then once that sugar is burned up, you'll just absolutely um, hit the wall. But yeah, let me look up uh, scratch sugar. Or actually, you know what? I'm gonna look up type of sugar in Gatorade. Gatorade. All right. So the main ingredients in Powerade and Gatorade are water, a type of sugar, citric acid, and salt. Powerade is sweetened with high fructose corn syrup, while Gatorade contains dextrose. Dextrose is chemically identical to regular sugar. Do, 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 do. And then I had to open the article. So Gatorade has 34 grams of sugar in a 20 ounce. And then... Uh, Powerade has 34 grams of sugar as well. So dextrose or um, corn syrup. Yum. Let's see type of sugar in Scratch. Do, do, do. Um, scratch. doesn't come up because it's an odd spelling. Maybe I just need to search for scratch. We'll get to the bottom of this. You know, I've actually got a bag of it in the kitchen, but I'm too lazy. Let's learn about scratch. Uh, yeah, they actually try to lower the sugar and add extra salt and electrolytes. Blah, 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 blah. So you can, um, you can read about Scratch on their website at scratchlabs.com. But that's pretty much what I drink exclusively um, when I'm doing activities. I hope that was helpful so another thing that I do this is not really going to help you during your runs but man it's awesome afterwards I carry around and you may not be able to do this I drive a pickup and I'm usually the only one that's that's in it um, everywhere I go I will just um, keep the those gallon water jugs that they sell at the convenience store. I just keep them and then I'll refill them at the uh, transfer station. 
I just keep them in my truck. And so I've got enough to last me, you know, um, one a day through throughout the week. And so what I will do um, is after I'm done running, I've got enough water in those jugs, you know, in one of those jugs to actually like rehydrate and then also just like dump most of it on my head and uh, kind of like clean off. It's amazing how much better you'll feel um, having rinsed off than you would driving home or, or, or whatever with, uh, you know, covered in all of your own sweat. And so that's another, it's another pro tip. You can waste your money, I guess, on those uh, fancy showers that they sell. I've seen them at Costco and then all over the internet. And, uh, you know, full disclosure, I actually like them and I think they're cool, um, but they're so expensive for what they are. And um, I've read some some bad reviews online where like the, the bladders broke and, you know, pieces broke. I, I, I mean, who knows if that's true? I don't actually own one. I'm not trying to, you know, tell you don't get one. I'll probably get one eventually, but, um, those jugs work great. And if they break, I'll just get another one. They, they're cheap. Um, so I keep a couple of those in my truck always, um, and just rinse off. And I always carry extra water anyway. Um, especially here because you just never know where you're going to be when you get a flat tire or, um, you can never have too much water anyway. Sometimes it gets so hot. All right. So time of day is important too. I would say if you're not fully acclimatized, then you don't really need to be out between the hours of, you know, 11 AM and uh, 2 PM. Those are kind of like the hottest hours of the day. And that doesn't mean that everything after 2 p.m. is really cool and everything before 11 a.m. is really cool. It just, all I'm saying is like the sun's at its peak from um, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. most days. That's when it's going to be the hottest. And so you may just want to avoid that. Um, another tactic, I kind of hinted at it earlier i like to pick routes where at least part of it is uh shielded from the sun by uh overgrowth you know trees or um whatever a jungle forest uh, i like to pick routes that have that cover um so that the sun's not as much of a factor and I do like to occasionally get out to the desert trails in um, the national parks or even out, you know, Mauna Kea, Mauna Loa, um, off of uh, Saddle Road. I like to do those too. But, um, yeah, if it's going to be super hot, sometimes it's good to just get a place that's covered for at least some of the time. Um... Yeah, I think that's, and you know, always carry plenty of water. So you will learn over time what you're going to need 
to carry with you for a certain distance and you're going to learn over time too how much you need to drink how often um, that's something that some people struggle with like in the very beginning is just like am I drinking enough am I am I drinking too am I yeah am I drinking enough or not uh, <laughs> kind of thing how much do I need to bring with me uh, it's never a good thing to bring extra weight so I mean it's never too good to bring extra weight that you wouldn't possibly use right and so you always want to carry a little bit more than you actually need um, just in case of emergency and so I would say for an adult male um, I'm 5'9 and about 200 pounds so usually if I'm gonna run 8 to 15 miles I will take a hydration vest with um, two half liters on the front and then a two liter uh, reservoir in the back and so that's that will usually get me through 8 to 15 miles um, and so if that helps you so three liters total for 8 to 15 miles and so I probably wouldn't need that much um, for the eight, but for 15, definitely would probably drink every single bit of those uh, three liters. And then let's see what else. I think that's I think that's the the bulk of the tips that I have. It's basically just wear less, drink more drink with electro drink more scratch basically um yeah wear less drink more scratch and run in areas that have shade in the evening or the morning and always carry extra water and rinse off when you're done and rehydrate when you're done that's the other thing too like if you if you hydrate adequately um, or you need to hydrate adequately at the times when you're not running too just to keep everything balanced out um, and so by adequately I mean not too much just enough um, to keep the electrolytes in your in your body like keep your levels normal so the next activity you're, you're starting on a, a good level and so yeah yeah i think that's all the advice i have for for right now i'm sure i'll think of more once uh once i stop recording um sorry that wasn't the most elegant delivery of advice you've probably ever heard but it's uh if you've listened to this podcast with any frequency you you know that that's kind of what i do i get on here and um, half the time I'm just rambling and then when I'm giving information usually it's kind of long and drawn out that's just the way I am so I'm sorry thank you for for listening um I'm trying to think what else 
that was the only question that I that I sort of kind of got from from Reddit, but I was happy to get it and it really made me hopeful that in the future, like stuff that I, I post up that I'll get some back and forth because I would love to help with any information that I can give. Um, so I was just thinking of something else too. This is not related to the um, humidity thing, but when my truck got broken into, they took my, um, I had a Cabela's bag that my dad gave me. It was just one of those free gift kind of things um, that they gave away as a promotional item, but it was a pretty nice bag, pretty sizable or pretty, a pretty good size. Um, and I had taken it and just made it into kind of like my go bag for, um, for running or whatever. I just kept it in my truck all the time and it had a lot of first aid stuff in there, you know, like bag bomb, um, hydrogen peroxide, betadine, um, bandages, I'm trying to think eight, you know, ACE bandages and then, you know, two by fours, band-aids, whatever, ointment, blah, 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 on, on and on. But it was, it was a lot of stuff. I mean, I would say it was easily a hundred or $200 worth of, um, first aid stuff and so they took that I have a feeling they didn't really want that or need it they probably took the bag because they thought that it had like valuables inside of it and I'm talking like maybe hunting stuff or you know bullets or whatever I don't know but um but yeah so they took that and then I was looking on online um, I was looking at REI to see if they had any kind of first aid kits that um, would be a good replacement for that bag. And I didn't search for a long time, but I didn't see anything really that stuck out to me that was in a price point that I could manage right now. Um, it looked like there was some new stuff out where they had like hemostatic, uh, bandages and, um, like tourniquets in the, in the kits and, and other stuff. Um, some, some had like neat designs where they had everything partitioned out. And so you would just have like a breakout bag for burns, um, you know, and then they had other conditions or, or, or whatever. And you would just have a breakout bag with all the stuff, I guess, that you need for, for those emergencies inside those bags and so I guess a lot of the time those first aid kits can be a little bit um can be gimmicky it's good to have one but you want to know like everything that's inside of it that's one of the biggest things with uh first aid is like if you've got a huge kit but then you don't know half the stuff that's inside of it and you don't know how to use half of it or any of it then it's not going to do you any good in an actual emergency. And so like a, a, a $300 first aid kit that's um, got only got a bunch of uh, bandages in it, like two, you know, two by fours and, and band-aids. Um, that's not going to do much. Like if you, if you roll your ankle or you break a leg or something, you know, you may want to have, um, other stuff in there 
besides that and now of course I can't remember the names of, <laughs> of anything um, not ace bandages but what's the other thing that molds to to fit your the contours of your your affected limb and then you can you can actually use a ace bandage to to um, immobilize the the body part uh, I'll think of it in a, in a minute yeah, of course, I don't remember. But the point is, like, all the good stuff that you have inside your first aid kit, you want to make sure that you would actually use all of it or or that you could actually use all of it. That's not just fluff. And then also um, that you know how to use it in an emergency. So that's going to be one of my projects is sort of, like, rebuilding my go bag because there was other stuff besides first aid inside of it, too. I had, you know, just other stuff that I um, I collected and, and put in there like you know coffee um, what do you call it not instant coffee but kind of like the, the coffee that comes in the little pouch you tear it open and then you put the it's like a drip coffee but it's made out of um, like paper and it's got the little bag of coffee and then you put it over a mug and then you pour hot water in it it's like a drip coffee um just stuff like i don't yeah you can make fun of me it's okay i would just collect things that i thought maybe i might need you know in case of emergency mylar blankets like i had a bunch of mylar blankets i don't think you can have enough mylar blankets because mylar could be an occlusive bandage you could probably use it for uh tension pneumothorax um it's good to keep you know if you're hy having hypothermia um if you forgot to bring a jacket i've actually gone on hikes um with a mylar blanket because i forgot to bring uh, sufficient clothing for the um, weather conditions you can put on your seat after you're done running if you forgot your seat cover or whatever and uh, it keeps your seat from getting all nasty. There's a bunch of uses for, for mylar blankets. You can never have enough. Um, using it for a bed, like especially during um, ultras, you can actually put it on the ground and then, uh, I mean, no duh, but you can put on the ground and lay on inside of it and kind of just take like a seven minute nap be good as new um you don't want to do that too much though but but yeah you can if you've got a mylar blanket and so right now i don't think i have any i think they stole all of them bastards but um yeah so i've got to rebuild my first aid kit and that's something that all of you out there that are going to run trails, you should have a first aid kit, a first aid kit, a first aid kit in your vehicle, um, because if you've got that, then you kind of have closed the distance on those supplies if you get into a situation where you need them. So. Um, 
you may only need to get back to your vehicle versus like trying to get all the way to the nearest medical treatment facility or, or whatever. So, and then you, you can carry, um, little Ziploc baggies with, you know, maybe like some gloves, some, some bandages, um, whatever, some, uh, Oh, what's that stuff called? They sell like little unit dose of the um, anti-chafing stuff. I forgot what it's called. You can keep those in there. Just whatever, like some pieces of candy, like in case you get low blood sugar or something. I don't know. Um, you can carry those little Ziploc bags like inside of your um, hydration pack as well. So you have like a little bit more... Um, right there with you like i will i would always like to carry an ace bandage not because i think that i'm going to need to um suddenly put an ace bandage on my um my swollen limb or, or achy limb or whatever but you know you could use the ace bandage to help um immobilize a limb if you didn't have the thing that i can't remember what the name of it is <laughs> I'm actually gonna have to look that up because it's bothering me. Um, first aid limb immobilization. I'm gonna feel so dumb when I read this too. So common. I used to have to check off Sam Splint. There it is. I used to have to check off the ambulance every day, and we had Sam Splint as one of the checkoff items. Um, yeah, so carrying a Sam Splint actually probably wouldn't be a bad idea, um, even on your person, if you can find one that is kind of, um, uh, it, it won't take up too much real estate. It could come in handy, but you can do pretty good with some sticks or you know walking sticks with uh, ace bandage you could probably do pretty good with with those but anyways so like a little break breakout kit like inside your hydration pack but then you know also a bigger one back at your um your vehicle and so in that too you can have ibuprofen or um you can have some tweezers uh just whatever toenail clippers, extra pair of socks, you know, whatever, whatever you need, just like a little go bag. Um, yeah, I don't know. How did I get started talking about first aid kits and go bags? I guess because I was just, I was looking for one, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to have one. If, uh, if you did have some kind of heat related emergency or whatever, to have something in there to help you treat that. Um, you can read uh, about how to treat those things like in a wilderness medicine book, wilderness first aid book or something like that. I, I can tell you that you, basic um, things that you could do is get into the shade. You want to apply cold compresses to like the, the groin, underarms, and the back of the neck. Um, yeah, 
fluids if you're not able to drink fluids and you're um you're throwing up then you need to get to the hospital and so ah there you go the best thing that you can carry especially if you're going to be running alone is your cell phone right so a lot of places um on big island the cell phone will do you no good um but you may still be able to send a text message um, to 911. Hawaii is a, is one of the states that um, participates in that program. So you can send a text message and I believe, you may want to look this up before you head out, but I believe that they can just off your text message triangulate your um, approximate position. Um, and so that's good to know uh, before you head out. But yeah, if I'm going to be by myself and I'm going to like YPO or even when I used to go up to the watershed management area, I would take my phone with me, not for entertainment or pictures, but just to have something in case um, things went south. Because, you know, you never know, like you could get charged by a boar or you could slip and fall. I was watching a show the other day and it it was pretty graphic like it didn't pixelate out any of the the quote unquote good stuff like a guy fell on his bike and I guess like the handlebar went into his pelvis and so it um severed or partially severed an artery and he was bleeding like you wouldn't believe like he lost um, almost 20% of his blood in less than like five minutes. So the way that he actually stopped the bleeding was just by digging his fingers into the the wound, finding the artery and pushing down as hard as he could against um, his femur. Uh, it may have been his femoral artery. I but it was up higher than that so i don't know i don't know for sure but um but yeah you never know when like some crazy stuff like that will happen so it would be great to be able to at least try to call 911 and get a helicopter to your position versus just laying there and and watching your life pass before your eyes but you know, I guess in some cases, uh, that would kind of only, that would be your only option, but, but yeah. Anyways, I don't know why I always have to leave stuff on a, on a negative spin, but anyways, carry your, um, first aid kit too. So tonight we talked about runs this week not nothing too crazy um we again shout out to the two ladies at bayfront uh bless you hope you're doing great um yeah i didn't have the money either and um you know i guess i just i didn't want any trouble but nothing against y'all i hope you're doing well um 
yeah so we talked about humidity sorry I, I don't I'm getting sleepy so I'm it's uh it's 9 41 I'm an old man and uh I'm just getting sleepy so I'm I'm losing uh, I'm becoming incoherent um so I think I'm gonna cut it off right here and then I'll come back another day to um fill everybody in on the truck repair saga and maybe even reveal the name of uh, the body shop ooh cliffhanger um but yeah hopefully that all turns out great and it will be a non-issue and oh, and then i just will never say their name because i don't i don't want to be sued for libel ah. um yeah i'm gonna stop now because i'm i'm getting old person incoherent so um enjoy the rest of your weekend and i'll be back soon if you do have any questions or things you would like me to talk about or if you want to be on the podcast with me to talk about anything it doesn't have to necessarily be about running um just let me know at arunningthought.com or if you don't want to do it there then you can go to uh, my my other personal site thedynamicclint.com uh, and my contact information is there you can call me it's okay you might go to the um, spam filter but just leave a message and I'll get back to you um, or you can email me or whatever but yeah, just give me your questions and then I'll try to answer to the best of my ability, which may just be stuff that you already know. But, um, you know, whatever. All right. Well, thanks for listening again and everybody take care out there. Bye.